Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. We trust that you are having a great summer so far. We are looking forward to uh, what's coming up in fall of 2020. Actually, next week, uh, we were supposed to have been in Malaysia teaching at Raymond, Malaysia. We were going to hold a healing conference, teach in the school and uh, minister at Skyline Church. But because of the travel ban, not allowing U.S. citizens into Malaysia right now, we're going to be doing it online. But still very excited about that. We're expecting some supernatural results. So if you would, please be praying with us. And uh, we're just believing for a tremendous amount of revelation, insight into some things we've never seen before and to see lives changed and restored. Um, Also, our brand new book, Believing God for a House, it released last week. And so you can grab a copy on Amazon.com or you can go to our website at ChadGonzalez.com. You can grab the ebook or you can grab the paperback. Those are both available. And like we've been telling you, those that are listeners of the Supernatural Life podcast, if you will go and subscribe uh, to our website, if you haven't already, subscribe to the website and we will give you a free download for Believing God for a House. And so uh, make sure you go there, subscribe. As soon as you subscribe, you'll get an email and we'll get a notification and we will send that right over to you. So please take advantage of that. There's some tremendous, tremendous stories and revelation there concerning finances and some things that God has done for us, not only personally, but also ministerially. And, uh, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was spending some time just seeking God and praying in regards to finances. And I remember the Lord told me, I, I wrote it down in my journal. I still remember this. He said, if you do not get your faith up for finances to the same degree that you have for healing, you'll never be able to fulfill what I've called you to do in the area of healing. Well, when he said that to me, I mean, I jumped on it and we began to push in the area of finances and to get things leveled up, so to speak, in that area. And so because of that, just seen some tremendous advances in the area of finances and prosperity according to God's way. And so some of those things are in that book. So I'd highly encourage you to grab that, get a hold of that. Like I said, if you subscribe to the website for the listeners of the Supernatural Life podcast, we will send you a free download uh, uh, for the ebook. So I want to get into uh, today's episode. This is something that the Lord began dealing with me about a month ago to go and start doing some, some more studying in regards to dealing with demonic oppression and possession and in line with the subject of healing. And, you know, I had seen these things, but just never really seen it in the light that I have in the last few weeks and just seeing how there's such a combination, such a a relationship, so to speak, in regards to healing and in deliverance. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I've seen more and more where there's been situations in which, you know, someone had a physical issue, a physical problem. And yet it wasn't a healing issue, it was a deliverance issue. And I've just seen that more and more. And so as I've been doing some studying here, 
I've been seeing some different things that I've just I've never seen before. And so I wanted to take this month and we'll probably do it next month as well and just look at this issue of whether we're dealing with a healing issue or whether we are dealing with a demonic issue. Now, certainly when it comes to the healing of physical issues, uh, you know, it's, it's not always demonic, but there may be times when a demon does need to be dealt with, and which again, it's not a healing issue, it's a demonic issue. You know, there's many things that are the result of a diet or an, our environment, uh, maybe an accident, or it may be the genes that you're born with. But there's also times when a person is being oppressed by a demon, which is causing the physical issue. And so instead of trying to take authority over the, the physical issue, what we need to do is take authority over the demon uh, that's causing that issue. And what you'll find is, is that in most of those cases, in simply dealing with a demonic issue, uh, healing automatically comes. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 24, I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. It says, Then Jesus' fame went throughout all of Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them all. Notice the combination or the relationship here, the fact that not only was Jesus going around healing people, he was also uh, delivering people, and many of these people that needed to be delivered from demonic oppression or possession, it was resulting in illnesses, sicknesses, and diseases. Uh, in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16 and 17, it says, When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word, and noticed this, and he healed all who were sick, that it would be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Uh, this is Luke's version of this. Luke goes into a little bit more detail. You know, he was a doctor. So he gives us a little bit more detail uh, medically. In Luke 4, verse 40 and 41, it says, When the sun was setting, all those who had any sick with various diseases were brought to him. And Jesus laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And so again, here we see right here, not only dealing with physical issues, but also dealing with demonic issues. Physical issues and demonic issues. In Mark chapter 1, verse 32 through 34, it says, At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. So here we see Matthew's version, Luke's version, Mark's version. And we see in all three, all three versions here from all three different perspectives that not only was Jesus healing people, but he was casting out demons of people. And yet we also see that with some of these physical issues, it was, it was being caused by a demonic issue, and the demonic issue needed to be taken care of. In Luke chapter 13, verse 31 through 33, it says, On that very same day the Pharisees came, saying to him, Get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Verse 32, it says, Jesus said to them, Go tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons, and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. 
So Jesus says, go tell Herod, not only am I healing people, but I'm casting out demons and performing cures. Casting out demons and performing cures. In Acts chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, we see that not only did, uh, was Jesus doing this, but the disciples learned from his example. And of course, we know of the different commands and commissions that Jesus gave, and we'll look at those uh, later on. But Acts chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, this is in the Amplified translation, says, More and more believers in the Lord, crowds of men and women were constantly being added to their number to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and put them on cots and sleeping pads, so that, that when Peter came by, at least a shadow would fall on one of them with healing power. And the people from the towns in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, and notice this phrase, it says, they were bringing the sick and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and notice this, they were all being healed. So again, we're seeing this this kind of relationship between people being healed and people being delivered of demonic possession or demonic oppression uh you know some of these diseases sicknesses illnesses being caused by demonic issues and so demonic issues needing to be taken care of and then also you have acts 19 11 which is pretty familiar to people it says god did special miracles through paul and that handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from his body to the sick. And here it is again. Notice this phrase. It says, And the diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. So again, you see this relationship uh, between uh, healing taking place and demonic deliverance taking place. Now again, like we pointed out in the very beginning, not every illness, not every sickness and disease is caused by a demon. It could be diet. It could be environment. It could be you know, a genetic thing that they were born with. But there are also issues. Uh, we see it in Scripture. I've seen it in personal experiences. But there are issues that are directly caused by uh, demonic oppression, demonic forces that are bringing this particular issue on. And so in those cases, it's not going to do you any good trying to take authority over that sickness and disease and and doing your confessing and all this type of stuff, that dem- that demon has to be dealt with. And so we'll get into this a little bit more. There's a book, uh, for those of you that know who Kenneth E. Hagen is, there's a book that he wrote several years ago called I Believe in Visions, and it's an account of uh, nine visions that, that Brother Hagen had, uh, many of those with Jesus and Jesus teaching him, about some various things, but there's one uh, in relation to what we're talking about this month. It's I Believe in Visions, and and, uh, it's page uh, number 60, yeah, page 60, and it's a chapter called How Satan Influences Lives Today, and there was a vision in which Brother Hagin was dealing with this demon that was causing cancer in this woman, so I want to read uh, a portion of this to you, starting here in page 60, I Believe in Visions by Kenneth E. Hagan. He said, On this night, 1952, in the parsonage kitchen, my physical senses were suspended. At that moment, I didn't know if I was kneeling beside a kitchen chair, but it seemed as if I was kneeling in a white cloud that enveloped me. Immediately, I saw Jesus, and he seemed to be standing above me, about as high as the ceiling is from the floor. He began to talk with me. And he said, I'm going to teach you concerning the devil, demons, and demon possession. And he began, 
From this night forward, what is known in my word as the gift of discerning of spirits will operate in your life when you are in the spirit. And so then he goes on to tell uh, about what was going on with this uh, woman and uh, the cancer that was in her lungs. And so he said this, he said, he said, Jesus said to me, when you're in the spirit, discerning of spirits will operate. And he said, it won't operate at any particular time that we may want it to operate. So in other words, we cannot push a button to turn the gift on and to turn the gift off. And then he said, to illustrate, let me tell of two incidents that have happened in my ministry. The first happened in the month following this vision. In January 1953, I was conducting a meeting in Tyler, Texas. I'd been invited to stay with the pastor during the meeting, and I arrived at the parsonage the day before the meeting was to start. After helping me with my luggage and showing me to my room, the pastor sat down to talk with me while I unpacked my suitcases. In the course of our conversation, he said, I trust that my niece will receive her healing while you are here. He went on to explain that she had cancer of the lungs, and because his brother, the girl's father, was not financially able to pay the girl's medical bills, the pastor had taken on the responsibility himself. He said, I put her through one clinic and wasn't satisfied with her diagnosis, so I put her through another clinic, and both of them confirmed that as far as they could determine from all of the tests, she has cancer of the left lung. The doctors insisted on operating immediately, saying, even if we take out one lung, she could live, but she cannot live without any lungs. So when my niece said that she would like to wait a week before undergoing surgery, she wanted to do this so she could fast and pray about it. And the doctor said, well, it may be too late, for in a week's time it may spread too far. Nevertheless, she insisted on a week's time to fast and to pray. At the end of the week, she decided not to have the operation. She said, I knew two women who had cancer of the lung. One was operated on and the other wasn't, but both of them died. One lived just a couple of years longer. So what is two years? I'll trust God to heal me, and if he doesn't, if I die, I die. So many weeks had now come and gone, and the girl was bedfast. The doctor said it was too late for an operation because the cancer spread to both lungs. They were feeding her six times a day, but she was still losing weight. He said, we're planning to bring her to your services for prayer, the pastor said. So Brother Hagen said, it was my custom then to hold special healing services each Tuesday and Friday night. On the first Tuesday of each meeting, they got the girl, I'm sorry, on the first Tuesday night of the meeting, they got the girl out of the bed and brought her to the service. I ministered to her by laying on of hands and nothing happened. On Friday night, they brought her again. I also prayed for her the Tuesday and Friday nights of the following week. Four times I laid hands on her and nothing happened. I say this to point out that if I were exercising the gifts of the Spirit, I would have already have healed her. But remember that Jesus said, when you are in the Spirit, this gift of discerning of spirits will operate. We continued the meeting into the third week, and on that Tuesday they brought her to the church again. When she stood before me this time, I was suddenly in the Spirit. Suddenly the Spirit of God enveloped me like a cloud. This young girl and I were standing in the midst of the white cloud, and as I looked at her, I saw fastened to the outside of her body over her left lung, for this is where the cancer started, an evil spirit or an imp. He looked very similar to a small monkey hanging onto her body, as a monkey would hang onto a tree limb. God permitted me to see into the realm of the spirit to see this evil spirit. I addressed this spirit and said, You foul spirit that's oppressing this girl's body, you have to leave. No one else in the congregation saw or heard anything, but they heard what I said. 
The evil spirit replied, I know I have to leave if you tell me to, but I don't want to. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to leave this body, I said. I watched as that evil spirit turned loose of the girl and fell to the floor. Then I said, not only must you leave this body, but you also must leave this building. He ran down the aisle of the church and ran out the door. The girl immediately lifted her hands and began praising God and said, I'm free, I'm free. She had been a member of the Full Gospel Church for 15 years since she was a child of eight and had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit but had never received it. In this instant, she received the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave her utterance. That same week, she went back to her doctors and requested new x-rays and tests of her lungs. She still looked no better outwardly. She was still frail and run down, and the doctors said that no more tests were necessary, that they had done everything they could. But she insisted, however, so they began to make new x-rays and run the usual tests. The doctors exclaimed, Something has happened. They ran another set of tests and took more x-rays. Finally convinced, they said, We cannot find any trace of cancer. It is all gone. Your lungs are clear. We wouldn't have believed it possible if we hadn't seen the x-rays and tests to prove that you had cancer. Isn't that amazing? And yet here was Brother Hagen. He had prayed for this girl several times. Nothing had happened, but... This one night in the spirit, discerning of spirits, this, this gift of the spirit in operation, he sees that it is a demon that's actually causing this, this issue, this lung cancer. And in dealing with the demon, immediately, instantly, she's healed of the cancer. And so, like I said before, you know, there's issues sometimes, and, and this isn't to say that every cancer is, you know, caused by a demon. Uh, I tend to think just from things that I've been seeing, that, that many of the cancers uh, that we deal with uh, seen have had been because of a demonic influence. Now, you know, somebody's got lung cancer because of smoking cigarettes. You know, that's a little bit different story. Or, you know, they've got cirrhosis of the liver because they're an alcoholic. But, you know, I, I've seen many cases uh, of cancer in which it was a demonic issue. Uh, there's one that we will talk about next month but there's two stories that i want to tell you about these are personal experiences things that i experienced in my ministry uh, these were physical issues that was caused by demonic influence one happened in cusco peru this was about two years ago we were down there doing a healing conference in cusco peru and we were seeing some great results great healings taking place and in the healing line there was a man that was brought up and he was mute he could not speak and there was nothing wrong with him uh, mentally, psychologically. Uh, the time that he'd been with the pastors there at that church for about three years, no one had ever heard him speak. His family said they didn't know what was wrong. The doctor said they didn't know what was wrong. And when I laid my hands on him, I knew immediately. Now, I didn't see anything. I didn't, my, I didn't see anything in the spirit, but I knew by word of knowledge, I knew this was a demonic issue. I just knew it. For those of you that's been in that situation, I mean, you know, there's no way to really explain it in the natural, but it was just a knowing. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was demonic. And so I took authority over that, and we told that demon to go. And friends, it was one of the coolest things. I'm so thankful we've actually got video of this. Uh, if you go to our, our YouTube page or our, our Facebook page at Chad Gonzalez Ministries, we have video of this, and you can watch this take place. It was so wonderful in that. We take authority over it, and this guy, he begins to uh, get his voice back, and then within a few minutes, I mean, he's repeating everything that I'm saying. 
It was so funny because you can actually hear the pastor in the, in the microphone go, wow, because they'd never heard him speak before. And so, you know, it wasn't a physical issue. Doctors had run tests and they couldn't figure anything out. It was a demonic issue and that demon had to be dealt with. There was another issue. This happened in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. We were doing a, a conference there and there was a woman that was deaf in both ears and same thing. I remember I walked up to her. I laid my hands on her shoulders, and as soon as I touched her, I knew it was a demonic issue. I just knew it. And so we took authority over that and told that demon to go. And immediately uh, she began to hear. And we've got this one on video as well. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I can hear my voice. I can hear my voice. And it was such a sweet thing. I mean, she begins to jump and shout, and we all began to rejoice. And it was interesting because after the service, the, the pastor and the pastor's wife and myself, we went to dinner and um, we were there and my, uh, my friend Brett Weston was there and we were sitting there talking and the pastor goes, Chad, you, you need to know the backstory of this woman. He said, you know, when you said that it was demonic, he said, you don't realize, you know, her, her background. He said, this woman, she was involved in the cult in California and she had moved to Texas and she was a part of the, the cult of David Koresh. Now those of you who know know about this, you know that David Koresh he had a compound in Waco. Actually I believe that there was a uh, there was a new uh, miniseries that came out not too long ago, th actually this year that's based on that story. And David Koresh was a cult leader and they had a compound in Waco and and, you know, and this was the deal where the FBI, they raided it and uh, the big compound, I mean, it burnt down and, and unfortunately people were, were killed and it was a sad story. But this woman, she was a part of, of David Koresh's, you know, so-called uh, ministry, his, this cult. She was one of his, his followers and she actually got out of the compound and escaped a few days before the FBI uh, raided it. So, you know, if you actually go back and watch this miniseries, she was one of these people that was in this compound, a part of that. And before the FBI had their final raid, she, she got out and left. But she was deaf. And it was because of a demon. And, uh, and so, you know, it was interesting in dealing with that immediately. I didn't command her ears to be open in, in one sense. We weren't dealing with a physical issue. It was a demonic issue. And, you know, I actually talked about this this past Sunday a little bit, and I had a woman come up to me, and she was talking to me about her high blood pressure, and she said, how do I know if this is a demon or if this is a physical thing? Well, like I said, in most of these cases, it's a physical thing, but there are times in which it's a demonic thing, and yet I've just been seeing more and more, and I think it's because of what's going on in our world and our in our society. You know, you used to see this thing happening and being more uh, predominant overseas, but we're starting to see this going on in, uh, in America more and more, and I, I truly believe it's because of our, our media and just the way society is going, but we're seeing more and more these physical issues people are dealing with being demonic stuff, and, and simply because uh, of doors that are being opened up, either because of fear or, you know, whatever, but anyway, it's very interesting in what's going on, but you know, you see this in Scripture. You see Jesus dealing with both issues, and in many times, 
dealing with a demonic issue and it being a, I mean, dealing with a physical issue and it being a demonic issue. But anyway, hey, I hope that uh, gets you thinking. I want you to think about this. Go through, and I would encourage you, go through the New Testament, look at Jesus' ministry, go through and look at the book of Acts, and look at times, find those times in which it's a physical issue being dealt with, and then there's also the demonic issue being dealt with as well. And uh, I think you'll find it pretty interesting. But we'll spend more time uh, with this in next month's episode of the Supernatural Life podcast and get into more detail on how to deal with these things and discerning these things. And I, I guarantee that the more we get into this and the more that we understand, the more revelation we get, we will get more results. And we will raise our life and our ministries up to the standard that Jesus Christ uh, left us uh, to follow and, uh, and, and live according to what he's wanting us to do so that when people see us, they see him. Well, friends, make sure go to the website, chadgonzalez.com. Make sure and subscribe so you can take advantage. Get that free ebook on how to believe God for a house and continue to pray for us. Uh, we're believing for some great mighty things to happen in 2020. Uh, we've also updated some of our video stuff, and so the healing talks that we had started several months ago, we'll be picking those back up, and uh, it'll be much, much better video quality and some, for that and some other projects that we're going to be starting on as well. Praise God. Well, have a wonderful day, a great week. Keep us lifted up in prayer, and we're praying for you daily. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.